Damn, let's talk some shit. It's Polly Siegel and Victoria Aaron. Two licensed therapists who've spent way too much money on degrees, certifications, and trainings. Mm. We both love what we do and couldn't imagine working in any other profession. But we're forced to be serious all the time, and that gets boring. Shit Talking Shrinks discusses important mental health topics, the human experience, and society at large, while poking fun along the way. It won't be all fun and games, because after every episode, you'll walk away with tangible tools to navigate life more effectively. We love a tangible tool. Episode two, ditch those fucking New Year's resolutions. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I do know what you're saying. Okay, so we have been taught that every year. Yes. You have to set New Year's resolutions. Right. You have to change drastically. You have to change drastically. And literally, you have to change because it's a new year. Which is insane because time is a social construct, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. No, we won't. So New Year's resolutions, we feel this pressure. We have to create them. We have to live by them. Mm. We have to be perfect in them. And what we're about to talk about is ditch them. They're bullshit. It's a marketing tactic. It's a marketing tactic. It's capitalism. But it's also just insane, as we know as mental health professionals, right? Like building habits, changing things about ourselves takes discipline. It's a practice. It's not something that I just decide to do because Beachbod tells me to do it, right? Because most New Year's resolutions are like, go to the gym, you know, 50% off your membership, come here 100 times a week, whatever, that bullshit. So it's like, that type of stuff doesn't actually work biologically on a, on a brain level. That's not how we change. New Year's resolutions are faulty. Very. And, and the question is, is why? They don't lead to sustainable behavior because they aren't constructed to harness motivation. We're all bound to fail losing that weight or exercising or stopping drinking so much or trying to practice more gratitude. We need motivation to be successful and making change. And resolutions don't harness that motivation. What they do is they inherently create depression Mm. because we fail at them. Yeah, We might be good at that diet for the first two weeks or we might go to the gym five to seven times And then there's a point where we don't, yeah, right? Where we eat something differently or we miss a day at the gym or we have a night where we drink too much. And the minute we fail, what does the brain do? It says, fuck it. It's so interesting. So in your research, right, you found this about motivation, your life experience. I don't believe in motivation at all. I think motivation is a crock of shit. Say more. Motivation is minute. It happens. It's fleeting. It's not sustainable to me. And in what I understand and what I've seen in people's lives, the only thing that works is a practice of discipline. So I like that you're coming at it from a different angle than I am. The catalyst is the same, right? It's that like to decide to make a change because it's January 1st is literally insane. That makes no sense to me. Tell me, I mean, I'm going to talk more about how I show up in the new year, but tell me more about discipline practice, how it serves you, how it helps your clients. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of times, right, like 
So in my own life, I'll talk about weightlifting, right? Because I do, I've been Olympic weightlifting for now almost two years. I'm strong as fuck. She a beast. She a beast. I don't always feel motivated. In fact, most times my brain is finding ways not to go to the gym, not to do what I do, right? So my brain is telling me, you're tired. You want a long day. You just want to sit on the couch. You want to play with your dogs. But the motivation that I've created over time, right? Like it's a discipline. So I just go regardless of how I feel, regardless of if it's January 1st or September 15th. It doesn't fucking matter. I go. Mm-hmm. I just go. That's my practice. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's it doesn't matter how you feel or what you're thinking or what's going on in your life. You make the commitment and you do it regardless. Exactly. And that's discipline. Exactly. That's discipline. And that is not sustained by this idea of a New Year's resolution. So how do you cultivate a discipline practice? Because I think it's really easy to say, I'm just going to do it no matter what, but we're humans and that's not practical. Well, for me, it has become that way. A big piece of my life is regardless of what my mind tells me, I am going to do the thing that serves me. So that was a mantra for a long time. My therapist who I've had for 15 years, obviously it's not doing shit. (laughs) She's not doing shit? My therapist? Yeah. I've been seeing the same one for 15 years. That's insane. It's a he, by the way. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) get it right (laughs) he taught me right like regardless of what my mind tells me I am going to do this Mm. and so over 15 years of therapy and over 10 years of sobriety I just do the thing whether I feel like it or not for me right so it's like your brain creates the story I'm too tired I need to do blank something else is more important and you go no brain yeah. You committed to this and you're doing it no matter what. I mean, and sometimes I'm just like, that's cute. That's a cute story. I observe the brain, the story. And then I'm like, and I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. you know. So in some ways, I think what you're saying is really powerful because you don't buy into any of the storytelling or narratives no. or excuses. Your automatic response is, thanks for the story brain, but I've committed and I'm doing it. Right. And also... When I do give into the story, right, and I check in with how I feel later, it's usually shitty. It's usually like, I hate myself. And I'm like, what the fuck? I got myself here. You know? And so, like, that's what you're talking about with this idea of a New Year's resolution. 80% of resolutions are abandoned by February. That's insane. Yeah. So, January 1st, you start your new diet. You're doing so good, sweetie. You got gym membership, creating your gratitude journal. And then by February, 80% of people have already abandoned it. Wow. Abandoned ship because it doesn't work. Because it doesn't work. Stop it. And I think it's important for us to share with everyone why it doesn't work. Yeah. Because we're told it does. It's, you know, shove down our throats, make your New Year's resolutions, you know, by the end of December. And here's why it doesn't work. Can I take some time to walk you through this? I want you to walk me through it. Our behaviors are not simple habits. Behaviors have deep roots that are complex psychologically, socially, and they're neurosystems in the brain. We have learned experiences and neurochemical feedback loops, 
So this isn't just about, oh, stop eating sugar or go to the gym more often or practice gratitude or drink less or whatever your goal is. The systems that you've had in place for the year prior are deeply grooved into the brain. Those neural pathways are active and alive. And we have to be able to recognize that the psychological and social and neuro systems take a while to rewire. Yeah. Just because it hits January 1st doesn't mean with a snap of a finger, you're going to be able to rewire things. Right. Retraining the brain takes time. Retraining the brain takes time. And And action. And action takes time. And repetitive behavior takes time. Yeah. So we fail at New Year's resolutions because of the neural pathways that we need to rewire. Yes. The second reason we fail is avoidance. Avoidance decreases emotional discomfort. Mm. Right? Going to the gym creates physical discomfort and it might create emotional discomfort. So it's easier to not go to the gym because then you don't have to feel that discomfort. Right. Or eating clean creates discomfort. Right. All of these behavioral changes lead to an emotional response that might not be comfortable. So we fail because avoidance is real and humans have developed avoidance strategies as a survival mechanism. Yeah. And so it's very hard to face the things that you're avoiding and have the tolerance to deal with the anxiety that comes up in that. Yeah. And so we have to be able to recognize those avoidance patterns. The third thing is letting go of behaviors that make you feel better is challenging. Yeah. Right? Like I want to ha- feel good. We want to feel good. Mommy, make me feel good. Mommy, <laughs> make me feel good. Let me suck on your tit. Oh, okay. That took a left turn. (laughs) We like taking left turns here. Yeah, that truly is the premise of our show is left turns. (laughs) We don't want to let go of things that make us feel good. So after a long day, when you're on your fourth glass of wine, wine makes you feel good. When I come home and I'm like, I'm going to eat three cookies, it feels good. Yeah. Right? We get dopamine dumps and serotonin dumps. Mm -hmm. And so removing the thing that makes you feel good, that creates comfort, that creates stability, that allows you to feel safe is really fucking hard. Yes. A hundred percent. Right? You know, I work with clients that overeat or emotionally eat or compulsively shop or are drinking and drugging and partying or who like to have lots of casual sex. And let me be clear, I am all about casual sex. Mm. However, sometimes it can be used as a coping mechanism of I don't want to be in my brain, so I'm going to get into my body. Yes. And all of these are coping strategies to feel better. Yeah. They might not be the most helpful coping strategy, but when we create a New Year's resolution that's wanting us to take away the feel-good behaviors, Mm -hmm. that's hard. Mm -hmm. So I think to recap, the reason we fail at New Year's resolutions is our behaviors and our neural pathways are complex. Avoidance is real. And it's hard to let go of the things that make us feel good, safe, comfortable, and at ease. Yeah. And I think like two out of the three of these, right, are all based on feelings. That to me is not an efficient way to act. I validate this is how I've been trained as a person. Fuck your feelings. Validate that they're real. Validate that they have a place that they give us some context as to what's going on. And then I get to make a choice. Am I going to follow that feeling or am I going to do the thing that I know retrains my brain, that I know serves me, 
and that I know makes me better for myself and for others. Instead of focusing so much on this is the day I'm going to change. It's like, this is the moment where I'm going to take opposite action. That's the ticket. That's where we get better. So you're saying moment to moment. Forget about the day. Yeah, fuck the day. The day is shit. It don't mean nothing. It's moment to moment. It is. It's a momentary thing. It's like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and that first thought is like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do my job. I don't want to get out of bed. Those moments where you take opposite action, you get out of bed, you brush your teeth, you shit, you shower, you know, maybe you shave, you take your dogs for a walk, you go to work. That's where the change happens because you're doing something opposite of how you feel. That's powerful. I don't wash my face in the morning. What do you mean? Perhaps I shouldn't admit this to people, but I don't wash my face in the morning. I wash it at night. Okay. I mean, like what happened in the middle of the night that I need to wash my face? You sleep on your dirty ass pillowcase. Just why don't you (laughs) shame me in front of millions of viewers? (laughs) Millions and millions. You have beautiful skin, though. So whatever you're doing, it's Botox, baby. I love Botox so much. Botox and fillers. It's literally the best medicine. It's literally liquid happiness. (laughs) Yes. Besides laughter, which is our first episode, right? Laughter and Botox, bitch. That's all you need. I need a shirt. You know how like you moms are like wine time, namaste in bed or whatever. It's like Botox and laughter, baby. (laughs) I really appreciate what you've said about check in with yourself moment to moment. Yeah. Do the opposite. Create a, what would be the right term? Contrary force. Yes. Momentum that is opposite. I love that. Okay. okay so wait. Yeah. Hold on. Miss Polly Siegel. Can you tell me what I should do now? Give me a tangible tool. I'm happy to give you a <laughs> tangible tool. And I'm so glad you freaking asked. <laughs> okay. So if we're telling you to ditch the New Year's resolutions, then we need to tell you what to do differently. Yeah. Tell me. Direct me. First and foremost. Yes. I want you to write down all of your positive progress from 2022 and all of the accomplishments that you achieved. So many. It's unbelievable. I want you to write down the things that you've learned. Yeah. Your biggest wins of the year. Mm. People you met. Yeah. Interesting conversation you've had. Mm. The goals you've achieved. Yeah. The challenges you've overcome. Mm. I want you to take a retro of all the good shit that 2022 brought you. I've overcome so much. And I want you to write it down. You can journal it. You can record it so that you can listen to it in 2023. But you're doing that. Okay, I'm doing it. Second thing, I want you to write out your values that you want to practice in 2023. So what are values? They're the things that you prioritize in your life. They're your guiding principles that you want to live by. Mm -hmm. They're the attributes that you find to be most important that enhance your life. So I want you to write down your top five values that you want to practice in 2023. Okay. Examples. It could be compassion, spirituality, integrity, courage, authenticity, gratitude, empathy. It's a lot of values. Yeah. I just named more than five, but write down your top five values. Okay. And then I want you to write out for each of those values, three ways that you can practice. So if courage is a value, one way you could practice is speaking to a stranger at Starbucks Mm. or speaking to a stranger in public or go to dinner by yourself. Oh my God, I love doing that. But that takes courage. It does. 
right? So if you identify your value, you're going to write down three things that you can do to practice that value. And that's all you're going to do as you enter 2023. And what if we said, instead of making it about 2023, we just do it now, whether it's 2023 or 2046. It's just for today. Look at all this shit. Be real about it. So you don't need to wait until January 1st to start living by your values. You can literally start practicing the minute you close out of this podcast. This is a part of your value system now. Our podcast. We appreciate you all. We wish everyone a very, very happy new year and that you just start to embrace your values. And just remember the new year is shit. It's bullshit. We love you lots. Love you. Big, big love. Catch you next time. (laughs) 